When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. In this third and final episode of The Suffolk Strangler, we will learn more about Steve Wright. We will go through his trial and we will mention some other potential victims. During Wright's time in London, he began to visit massage parlours for sex, a habit he retained when he eventually moved back to Suffolk. By the mid-1990s, his constant gambling had taken its toll and unable to see his way out of his spiralling debts, he tried to commit suicide by gassing himself in his car. He was found lying in an alley in Haverhill, Suffolk, and taken to hospital. Whiteley received a suicide note from her former boyfriend around this time. She said, quote, He said he missed his daughter. He didn't want to be a part-time dad, and he had lost everything. End quote. It was the first of two suicide attempts, which his stepbrother Keith said were brought on by debts, a recurring problem. He was recently declared bankrupt after running up £30,000 in unsecured loans. Keith, a tug driver, said the incident had a profound effect on Wright. Quote, He went a bit quiet. Before that, he used to be quite outgoing. He would go for a beer and a laugh and a joke, but then it was hard to get much out of him. End quote. His second suicide attempt came in 2000 with an overdose of pills after he returned from a 10-week trip to Thailand, where again he had ended up in debt after, quote, some girl scammed him for everything he had, end quote. According to Keith, he had sold all his possessions, including his car and furniture, to fund the trip during which he had once again enjoyed the services of foreign prostitutes. Wright moved back in with his father and stepmother in Felixstowe for a while, where he met Pamela Wright, his current partner. Their shared surname is a coincidence. 
they moved in together in 2001. He was a member of Seckford Golf Club near Woodbridge, Suffolk, and of the Brigands, the Brook Residence International Golf and Notable Delinquent Society Club, based at the hotel, where he worked for a few months as a publican and was remembered as a dapper dresser who always played in black. Later that year, he signed on for driving and laboring jobs with Gateway Recruitment Agency, first based in Levington and then Nacton, close to where Anneli Alderton's body was found. Wright admitted in court he was familiar with the road where Alderton's body was found as he had driven down it numerous times. He was also aware of the geography around the area in Hintlesham, where Gemma Adams was found, because he had used it while working at nearby Hadley. He knew the old Felix Tower Road in Levington, where the bodies of Annette Nichols and Paula Clennell were found, he said, but he denied any knowledge of the Cabduck area where the body of Tanya Nichol was deposited. He said that he stopped going to massage parlors when he met Pamela and described their relationship as, quote, pretty good. However, six months after the couple moved to Bellclose and Ipswich in 2004, he began visiting massage parlors again. He would visit Cleopatra's and Oasis after golf on Saturday, or, quote, or when I got the urge, he said. Wright's visits to massage parlors ended in October of 2006 when he had discovered he could buy sex for as little as 20 pounds from the drug-addicted and vulnerable women on the streets near his home. One woman was working as a prostitute in Ipswich, who said she had sex with Wright three days after the fifth victim was found. She said he was a regular, whom the women felt safe with. But that night, December 15, 2006, the 31-year-old woman, known as Kira, said he had changed and turned, quote, nasty. Quote, he pinned me down. He never used to do that. It did scare me when he did it, because it wasn't like him. He was a bit nasty. Kara further said, When I heard he had been charged, I thought, oh my God, I've been in his house. He could have done anything. I never thought it would be him. I thought it would be someone from another country, or just a maniac. Just four days later, at 5 a.m., on December 19, 2006, there was a knock at the door of Wright's home in Ipswich, and he was arrested on suspicion of murdering Tanya Nickel, Gemma Adams, and Nellie Alderton, Paula Clennell, and Annette Nichols. On December 22, 2006, Wright appeared before the magistrate's court in Ipswich and is charged with the murders. He is remanded in custody. March 21, 2007, Wright appeared before Ipswich Crown Court to formally enter his plea. He pleads not guilty to all charges. His trial began on January 14, 2008. The biggest murder trial Suffolk had ever seen, Steve Gerald James Wright. The problem with this case was all circumstantial. There was CCTV footage of him cruising around the red light district. There was some of his DNA found on the victim's bodies, along with some fibres from his car and home. And there was evidence from some of the neighbours who heard banging noises late at night. But there was nothing concrete. 
CCTV had not captured any of the women entering his car. Nobody had seen him committing the murders or dumping the bodies, and he was not in possession of any of the victims' belongings. This was going to be a difficult case to prove. At this point, we will refer to the accused as Steve Wright, as the prosecutor, although not related, shared a surname, Peter Wright QC, who we will refer to as the QC to avoid confusion. As the trial entered its fourth week, it was Steve Wright's turn in the witness box. He arrived dressed in a dark suit with a pale blue tie. He walked across the court in front of the victim's families who were sat in the public gallery. He reached the witness box and sat down, afraid that he would faint otherwise. During the trial, the QC said to Steve Wright, quote, It would seem that in terms of picking up prostitutes in Ipswich, you have been singularly unfortunate. End quote. Steve Wright responded, quote, It would seem so, yes. End quote. The QC then listed more than 50 coincidences linking the accused to the disappearance of the women. Such coincidences as 1. The fact that he had picked up all five women at around the time that they disappeared. 2. The fact that he had picked up all five women in the same order that they had disappeared. 3. The fact that his partner Pam had been out on each and every night that each of the five women had disappeared. 4. The fact that his DNA was found on three of the women's bodies. 5. The fact that blood from two of the women was found on one of his coats. 6. The fact that fibres from his car and home were found on all five victims. 7. The fact that on the night that Anneli Alderton disappeared, his Ford Mondeo was seen in the red light district of Ipswich at 11.18pm on December the 3rd and was spotted again heading out of Ipswich at 1.41am on the 4th of December. In response to each piece of evidence, the QC asked, quote, Is that a coincidence? End quote. And to each, Steve replied, quote, Yes. End quote. Or, quote, if you say so, yes. End quote. Steve Wright did not deny that he knew the victims and said that he had had sex with four of the women, but had changed his mind about the fifth. He said that he had sex with Gemma Adams in his car and had taken Anneli Alderton, Paula Clanell, and Annette Nichols back to his house for sex. He went on to say, that they had sex in his bedroom on top of two jackets he had laid on the floor as he was worried that his partner would be able to smell them on the bed sheets. In our ongoing journey dissecting real-life mysteries, I've found a perfect companion in a game that not only captivates but also lets me step into the shoes of a detective in the glamorous 1920s, June's Journey. As someone who's delved deep into the game, Playing through the intriguing scenarios of June Parker, I can personally vouch for its immersive experience. In June's journey, you unravel the mystery of June Parker's sister's murder. Each scene is a visual and intellectual puzzle, with hidden clues scattered across beautifully crafted locations. What I've enjoyed most is the depths of the storyline. Each chapter peels back a layer of this thrilling narrative, revealing danger, mystery, and romance. 
Besides the allure of solving mysteries, the game lets you design and customize your own luxurious estate island. Building my estate has been a delightful escape, offering a creative break from the intense narratives we tackle on the podcast. For those of you who enjoy the blend of history, mystery, and narrative depth we explore on this podcast, June's Journey offers a chance to live out those elements in a beautifully interactive setting. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android, and join me in this ongoing quest to uncover hidden truths and solve complex mysteries. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Following a six-week trial, the jury had to decide, was he a killer or was he just a curb crawler? It took them eight hours to reach a verdict of guilty on all counts. Mr. Justice Gross sentenced 49-year-old Stephen Wright known now to the public as the Suffolk Strangler, to a whole life term and should never be released. Quote, it is right you should spend your whole life in prison. This was a targeted campaign of murder, said the judge. The judge said that the murders involved a, quote, substantial degree of premeditation and planning, end quote, that he would not be eligible for parole. Over 600 police officers were involved in the investigation, the inquiry team received more than 12,000 calls from members of the public, and the team scrutinized more than 11,000 hours of CCTV. Steve Wright's DNA was on the police database from 2002 when he was accused of stealing around 80 pounds or $160 from his employer. This matched DNA that was found on one of the bodies. While Steve Wright has not been convicted of any other murders, he has been linked to a number of unsolved murders over the years. 
On July 28, 1986, 25-year-old British estate agent Susie Lamplug disappeared while showing a client around a house in Fulham, London. Her mother, Diana, received a call from Susie's manager saying, Do you have any idea where your daughter might be, Miss Lamplug? We wondered whether she could have called in to home for lunch. I don't want you to worry, Miss Lamplug, but Susanna left to show a house to a client just before lunch, and she has not returned. We just wanted to check anywhere we could. At 12.40 p.m., Susie had left her office, taking her house and car keys and her purse, but leaving behind her handbag. She was seen 10 minutes later outside an empty house that she was showing, and she was joined at 1 p.m. by a man who it was presumed was the Mr. Kipper she had written in her diary. Minutes later, they were seen walking away from the house. The police found Susie's company car abandoned, about a mile away from her office, just after 10 p.m. The driver's door was unlocked. The handbrake was off. Her purse was in the glove box, and there was no sign of a struggle. There was no sign of Susie's keys, or of Susie herself, and to date, her body has never been found. Why is this relevant to Steve Wright? Well, Wright was working on the QE2 cruise ship with Susie in the early 1980s, and at the time of her disappearance, Wright was on shore leave for the day. Another coincidence? Natalie Pierman was just 16 years old when she went missing on the 20th of November 1992 from the red light district of Norwich outside the ferry boat in pub, which was run by Steve Wright. Norwich is about 50 miles north of Ipswich. Natalie was a sex worker. She was last seen at 1.15am in the red light district of Norwich and her body was later found dumped on open ground several miles away at 3.50am on the same day by a passing lorry driver. Natalie's mother, Lynn, told the Daily Mail in December 2006 that Steve Wright was arrested. Quote, The police have contacted me. I believe there may have been things done to the bodies of the women that could like them to what happened to Natalie. The police said as soon as there is confirmation of a strong link I will be the first to know about it. End quote. To date, Natalie's murder remains unsolved. Amanda Duncan, aged 26, went missing from the Portman Road area of Ipswich on the 2nd of July 1993, an area that Steve Wright picked up one of his later victims in 2006. She was a single mother to two young boys and lived nearby in the town of Woodbridge. To date, Amanda has never been found. Kelly Pratt, aged 28, went missing on Sunday the 11th of June 2000. Kelly was last seen outside of the Rose Inn pub in the red light district of Norwich at 11.30pm. Kelly was reported missing by friends when she failed to meet them for a pre-arranged lift. Kelly was wearing a black t-shirt, a black miniskirt and a light blue coat at the time of her disappearance. To date, Kelly has never been found, and nor has her mobile phone. Michelle Beatles, age 22, went missing from the red light area of Norwich over Easter weekend in 2002. CCTV footage of Michelle shows her walking around St. Benedict Street 
toward the city center at 8.20 p.m. that evening. She had arranged to meet a regular client of hers, but for some reason was walking in the opposite direction. The original investigation identified a number of sightings of Michelle at various locations in the red light district throughout the evening. She was last seen in the early hours of the morning of Friday the 29th of March, 2002, by people who knew her. Michelle's body was found by a dog walker on Sunday, March 31st, 2002, in Woodland, around 20 miles away. Michelle had been strangled. Michelle was a regular at the Ferryboat Inn pub, which was ran by Steve Wright. Michelle's killer has never been found. Recently, the murdered in the five Ipswich cases has also been linked to the disappearance and murder of Vicki Hall, who disappeared on September 19, 1999. Vicki and her best friend Gemma were walking home around 2.30 a.m. after a night out at Bandbox Nightclub in Felixstowe, a coastal town just 15 miles from Ipswich. The girls said goodnight to one another, and that was the last time anyone saw Vicky alive. Vicky's naked body was found five days later in a water-filled ditch in the tiny town of Creeding St. Peter, 25 miles away from where she went missing. In 2001, a Felix Toe businessman stood trial for her murder, but he was unanimously cleared by a jury. If you have any information on any of the unsolved cases that we have featured in this episode, please contact the Joint Norfolk and Suffolk Major Crime Review and Unsolved Case Team at 441953423819 or call Crime Stoppers. Alternatively, you can pass the information on to us to forward via our website. But just before we go, what if Steve Wright is not the Suffolk Strangler? He has always claimed that he is innocent, and maybe, just maybe, he is. We have researched a number of articles that give a different perspective on the evidence that was presented, which we would like to share with you. Let's consider a few points. Point one. Let's start by looking at how and where the victims' bodies were disposed of. Tanya and Gemma were both found in a river on the outskirts of Ipswich, to the east. Anneli and Annette were found in Woodland. Both were placed carefully in a crucifix position, whilst Paula looked like she had been thrown into the woodland. All of these victims were found to the west of Ipswich. Most killers remain consistent with where and how they dispose of victims, but in this case there were at least two very different methods and two very different locations. Perhaps Paula would have been placed in a similar way to Anneli and Annette, but the perpetrator was disturbed. It is of course also possible that the location was changed due to the police presence in the area and that the changes were to be less conspicuous. Point two, there are no signs in Wright's childhood that he was violent in any way. There were no animal mutilations or killings or violence towards family pets. His father was quoted as saying, quote, I find it extremely hard to believe that my son is capable of killing, as he wouldn't even kill a rabbit. End quote. Of course, this in itself does not prove anything, but it's worth noting. Point three, Steve Wright owned a Ford Mondeo. However, 
a dark blue BMW is mentioned as being at a number of the scenes. Tanya Nichols was seen at the window of a, quote, posh blue car, end quote, talking to two males just before she went missing. Gemma Adams was last seen outside a BMW garage. Anneli Alderton was last seen getting into a dark blue BMW. Annette Nichols was seen getting into a dark blue BMW with polished alloys a week before she disappeared. Finally, there was a statement from a doorman working at a local massage parlour who witnessed a driver in a blue BMW with polished alloys behaving strangely in early December 2006. He was in the car park of the massage parlour, moving the car backwards and forwards before driving off at speed. None of this evidence was used at the trial. Why not? Had the police already decided that Wright was guilty? Point four. Wright admitted to having sex with four out of the five victims, so finding their DNA in his car would not be unusual. For the three who visited his home, finding DNA on the jackets, even a little blood, would be possible and would not necessarily mean that they had come to harm, just that maybe the sex was a little rough or that they had a menstrual bleed. Also, None of the girls had any injuries to suggest that they were cut when they were killed. The method of killing was asphyxiation. Point five. Wright had a history of using prostitutes for over 25 years, but there has never been any indication that he has killed any others. What happened to make him kill now? Was it related to the story from Paul Turner, Paula Connell's boyfriend, who said that the women had stolen from a regular, and he was angry? Is it possible that one day he just snapped? Or was he just in the wrong place, at the wrong time, with no alibi? Noel O'Gara, the owner and editor of Court Publications in the Republic of Ireland, has conducted his own in-depth investigation into the Suffolk Strangler case and has concluded that these five murders were not investigated by the police, and that once they decided it was Steve Wright, they stopped looking at other individuals. Noel O'Gara believes the real perpetrator was a former police officer, became a pimp for the murdered sex workers, and that he was the driver of the blue BMW. You can read more about Noel's evidence and theories in his ebook, The Real Suffolk Strangler. So, what do you think? We will leave you to draw your own conclusions. But for now, as far as the courts are concerned, Steve Wright is the Suffolk Strangler. He is the person responsible for the deaths of Tanya Nichol, Gemma Adams, Nellie Alderton, Paula Clonell, and Annette Nichols. And he is behind bars with no chance of parole.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.